And hello from Boise, Idaho and Idaho Education News. This is Extra Credit, your weekly podcast looking at education policy and especially this week looking at education politics. I'm Kevin Richard. And I'm Clark Corbin. Busy week at the State House this week. We will get you all caught up about that. But a busy week in education in general. And a couple of headlines that we wanted to uh, to talk about first before we head to the State House. Uh, some News out of Pocatello and uh, this year's Teacher of the Year. Yeah, big news earlier in the week, Kevin. In the first part of the week, we found out that a kindergarten teacher from the Pocatello Chubbuck School District, Mary Spiker, was honored by Superintendent Public Instruction Sherry Ybarra in the State Department of Education as Idaho's 2017 Teacher of the Year. This was a really fun story, a really cool story that our East Idaho reporter, Devin Bodkin, worked on. So if you want to find out a little bit uh, about Mary, about what makes her stand out as a kindergarten teacher uh, and connecting with families and students, uh, Devin had a good story uh, on Tuesday about her. So you can check that out at idahoednews.org. Kevin, I also wanted to ask you about something that you were covering relating to graduation requirements and this isat SBAC test that we keep hearing about. Uh, what, what was the latest, what, what was it that you covered? It looks like if you're a high school junior right now, your path to graduation might be a little bit simpler. Uh, the State Board of Education voted this week to uh, pass a rule that would uh, eliminate the ISAT as a graduation requirement. Right now, it's not a graduation requirement. This year's seniors don't have to worry about uh, scoring proficient on the ISAT. This uh, proposed rule would basically take that language and make it indefinite and would apply to future graduating classes. Uh, Students will still have to take the ISAT sometime in high school. That's still a federal requirement. What this does is it would eliminate it as a graduation requirement. Legislature still has to sign off, so we will keep an eye on that in January. When we are back at the State House, where we were all day on Thursday, very busy day at the State House. This is the organizational session, the uh, the day where legislators uh, figure out who's going to be serving on what committees. We were there all day, and quite a bit of news emerged from the organizational session. Yeah, Kevin, this was kind of like the first day of school for legislators yes. and legislative reporters. They have to figure out where they're sitting. They all, it's kind of how you spent your summer vacation. There's they got their name stuff going on. Yeah, it's very cute. Yeah, but anyways, like you mentioned, a number of important changes uh, will be coming up for the 2017 session, especially if you follow education and education policy. The biggest story of the day, by far, right off the top, was that Representative Julie Van Orden out of the Blackfoot area, she's a Republican from Pingree, she was promoted to become chairwoman of the House Education Committee. She had served as the the committee's number two, as the vice chair uh, for the past two legislative sessions. The outgoing chair, Reed DeMordant, did not seek re-election. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Representative Van Orden was kind of an heir apparent, kind of right. the uh, successor in waiting. That was made official on Thursday. And that's- right, and there's, there's no, worth noting, there's no guarantee that a vice chair becomes a chair. It happens quite often, probably happens more often than not in a lot of cases. But there was no guarantee going into this. So Van Orden's appointment, while not surprising, was not preordained. No, not not at all. Um, and and actually, there was quite a bit of support uh, for Van Orden when we talked to legislators after the announcement was made Thursday. Um, Patrick McDonald, a Boise Republican who has served on House Education with her, was promoted to vice chair uh, shortly after Van Orden was promoted. He said she's one of the best 
uh, legislators in the state, that it was the absolute right pick, uh, that she's decisive, that she knows education policy, that fellow lawmakers trust her and look to her as an example. So he immediately offered strong support for her. And the chairman, the chairman, chairwoman is an important position, Kevin, because they really drive the agenda when it comes to education policy coming out of the state house. Uh, a, a chairperson has great and wide powers uh, to withhold bills from mm-hmm. coming to the committee in the first place and also deciding uh, what bills will make it on the agenda for consideration, for introduction, uh, for advancement. And so it is uh, a powerful uh, position. And, and I think kind of the subtext that you get here is uh, Representative Van Orden has been very active on a lot of the education uh, initiatives that we've been talking about and writing about for years, whether it's the career ladder or the the new literacy initiative. She has been doing a lot of the work on a lot of these initiatives. So her promotion to the chair's position sort of signals that the House Republican leadership wants to stay the course on these issues. I mean, there's probably going to be, you would suspect, a good deal of continuity with the new chair. I, I would not imagine out of the shoot a whole lot of big changes between what we saw with Reed DeMordant as chair and what we're likely to see with Julie Van Orden as chair. I mean, you know, that, that's sort of just making a a prediction without a whole lot of evidence at this point, but that's sort of well, you're the right. way it would look. You're right, and I actually had a chance to talk with Representative Van Orden about that on Thursday, and she told me her top three goals, Kevin, uh, line up exactly with what you said. They're kind of continuing the work that she started in the last couple of years, and so what that is, uh, that's continued funding uh, for the career ladder, specifically the third year of the career ladder salary implementation law. She wants to go after that. She wants to fund student enrollment growth, and she wants to continue the final implementation phases of the governor's task force recommendations that were issued back uh, in the year 2013. Along with Julie Van Orden's promotion, there were several tweaks to the lineups uh, on the Education and Budget Committees. House Education got seven new members out of 15 total members on that Mm -hmm. committee, so we're going to see a lot of new faces working with Julie Van Orden on that committee. Across the aisle, fewer changes at the Senate Education Committee. Uh, The chairman there, Dean Mortimer from Idaho Falls, returns, as expected, obviously, but they do have three new members on that nine-member committee. When we talk about the Joint Budget Committee, though, um, the two powerful co-chairs, Representative Maxine Bell and Senator Sean Keogh, return, but below that, 10 new members on JFAC out of a committee that includes uh, just 20 members. So almost half of it turned over. 50% turnover. I mean, that's a big deal. But as you know, we were going through the list, Kevin, and a lot of these folks do have education experience, have served on one of the education committees or the interim school funding committee. Uh, Those include folks like Senator Janie Ward-Engelking, a Boise Democrat, uh, Sage Dixon, a Republican from North Idaho, from Ponderay, has served on the House Education Committee. Uh, so we've got a number and of... And School Funding Committee. And the School Funding Committee. So we've got a number Mary of Sousa, folks... Mary who moves now over from the Senate Education Committee to JFAC. So you've got some folks who are coming on who have some understanding of education issues and the education budget from the policy end. In JFAC, it's the dollars and cents. All right, so I think that covers, Kevin, all the pertinent changes Mm -hmm. on the education and the budget uh, committees. But I want to take it back to an interview I had on Thursday with Speaker of the House Scott Bedke about 
his appointment of uh, Representative Van Orden to chair the House Education Committee. Let's listen for just a couple seconds. It's a difficult committee. There's strong, you know, there's always strong opinions uh, mixed with emotion, and uh, uh, and I think that she is. I, I think she's very qualified to lead that committee. It's going to take. It's going to take some of her best efforts at times to keep her patience and work through the issues, but uh, she's shown an aptitude and a, and a history of that, and I think we'll be just fine. All right, there we have it. That was House Speaker Scott Bedke. Kevin, he said something interesting that almost sounded kind of familiar uh, to something you heard the governor say the day before. What, what was that and where were you? Right. So on Wednesday, Governor Otter spoke to the Associated Taxpayers of Idaho's annual conference. And this is kind of a big deal because uh, almost every legislator is in attendance. A lot of the big lobbyists are in attendance. It's sort of a it's a precursor to the organizational session, but it's also a prelude to the legislative session and the governor's state of the state address, which we'll hear on January the 9th. What we heard on Wednesday, a couple of important points. Uh, Otter said that education funding is his top priority. He wants to continue to push towards funding the five-year plan that came from his education task force in 2013. But he also predicted that it's going to be a tough year. Year three of the career ladder, $58 million price tag. He's saying that this could be a, a difficult year for funding the uh, the career ladder and, and for funding the education initiatives from, from the task force. He also set the stage for a debate about uh, tax cuts, sort of. He said that he expects to see a lot of ideas coming from legislators, but that he's not going to present a tax cut proposal of his own, that he's going to sort of wait and see what comes out of the legislature and keep an open mind to it. Now, I suspect he's probably right. I think there are going to be a lot of ideas about tax cuts coming from the uh, legislature, especially from the House. I think you've got a lot of pent-up desire for tax relief especially in the House, especially uh, with members of the House uh, Revenue and Taxation Committee. So, and this takes us to kind of one of the other big developments that came out of the organizational session on Thursday. Uh, Jeff Sidaway, a senator from Territon, is no longer going to chair the Senate Local Government and Taxation Committee. That job now falls to Dan Johnson, who's a Republican from Lewiston. He had been uh, vice chairman of JFAC, so he's familiar with education budgets and the education funding debate, but now he is sort of in the hot seat in terms of what to do with tax policy and what to do with uh, with tax bills that pass the House. What we've seen in past years is uh, Senator Sidaway and his committee has, has wasted no time in killing tax cuts that have come from the House. And Senator Sidaway took a very hard line on this and, and was very clear about why he was doing what he was doing. He wanted to make sure that education was fully funded before the state further uh, cut taxes. Uh, his concern especially is with teacher salaries. Uh, he's in a district, eastern Idaho, that borders up against Wyoming. Uh, a lot of teachers can move from Idaho to Wyoming, get a pretty good pay raise just for crossing the border. So that was a big concern for him. Uh, We'll wait and see what happens now with Senate Local Government and Taxation Committee, uh, how uh, Senator Johnson, who, who is kind of a moderate Republican, he's not an ideologue by any means, also in a border district, right along the Washington border where teacher pay is an issue, where uh, perhaps the migration of teachers from one state to another is a concern. We'll see. 
But I think we're going to have a lot of debate about tax policy and tax cuts in this legislative session to come. That's a good point, and we keep hearing that over and over again, Kevin. As you know, tax policy initiatives have to start in the House, and in the words of a former House budget hawk, past Representative Lenore Hardy Barrett, quote, it is always a good time for a tax cut. So we will see if that plays out. Mm -hmm. But moving on to kind of some national news we took last week off for Thanksgiving. But I wanted to ask you, Kevin, who is Betsy DeVos? And am I pronouncing that correctly? Well, so far, so good. So Betsy DeVos is kind of a, a leftover item from Thanksgiving week for us. <laughs> uh, but a very this is a big, uh, big development. So the day before Thanksgiving, President-elect Trump made his nomination for education secretary, and it's it's Betsy DeVos. Now, that name is probably not a household name in Idaho. Uh, she is very prominent in Republican Party circles and school choice circles in Michigan. Uh, she's former chair of the Michigan Republican Party. Uh, she's been very active in terms of charter school legislation in Michigan and unsuccessful uh, constitutional amendment uh, regarding vouchers in Michigan. So she has been a, a big player on the school choice issue. And you got to bear in mind that one of the one of the education policies where President-elect Trump has been pretty clear is the school choice issue. He has talked about trying to create this $20 billion grant program to encourage school choice and vouchers at the state level. So this nomination signals that, uh, that Trump is very serious about making school choice into a national uh, debate and moving that into sort of a national dialogue. And when you sat down and talked to uh, Representative Van Orden on Thursday, she's already predicting that uh, you may see more of a school choice debate at the State House. Yeah, absolutely. I talked to her about that. She said we saw a little bit of that last year from the legislature, and she's curious to see how that will play out. But she certainly does expect uh, some movement and some sort of push to be taken up for school choice issues in Idaho. But, no, 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 but back to the pronunciation, yeah. because that's where we started. So this was actually a debate on the Education Writers Association's email listserv on Thursday. A lot of back and forth about how do you pronounce the, the nominee's name. And I'll I'll take my cue from a reporter in Michigan who has covered this family for quite a few years. Uh, DeVos, with the emphasis on the second syllable, and that uh, second syllable kind of rhymes with moss. So DeVos, uh, not, not uh, Devos, uh, like the 80s band that gave us Whip It. So be careful, it's DeVos. <laughs> yeah. And I want to apologize for making Whip It into an earworm for you for the next few days. Uh, you know, please don't uh, take it personally or take it out on me. Um, we'll try to do better next time we uh, insert an earworm into the podcast. That sounds good. Kevin, I think that covers all of our top news stories from this week. I do want to point out that we have a special live edition of the Extra Credit Podcast coming up next Friday. That's December 9th. I want to invite our listeners and all of our regular readers to join us live at Idaho Education News' Facebook page. We're going to broadcast about 10.30 a.m. next Friday. We have a special guest, J.J. Saldana from the Idaho Community 
Commission on Hispanic Affairs. We're going to be talking to him about education, what he hopes to see from the legislature during the upcoming session, what he hopes to see out of Idaho's ongoing and continued push to comply with federal education laws. Because he's been involved in that. He's, he's been involved with that. He's tracking that closely. And I want to point out uh, that we would love to answer our listeners and our readers' questions live uh, during the podcast like we did a couple of weeks ago. So if you have a question about the upcoming legislative session, if you have a question about Idaho's effort to comply with federal education laws, if you want to know a little bit more about the new House Education Committee Chairwoman, Julie Van Orden, go ahead and uh, send it to us mm-hmm. at Idaho Ed yep. News on Twitter or through the Idaho Education News Facebook page. We would love uh, to get a bunch of questions and answer those for you guys live next week. Yeah, um, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a good talk. JJ's a good guy. He's a very sharp guy. Uh, it'll, he'll be a good guest. It'll be fun to uh, have a conversation with him. I'm looking forward to it already. In the meantime, thanks as always for listening. I am Clark. I'm Kevin. Have a good week.